Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. And our guest today is Matt Koalas. He is president and CEO of Serenity Medical CBD. We're going to talk to him about the work he's doing in the CBD space, understanding his background. He has a kind of a unique history angle on why he got involved in cannabis and CBD and what he's looking to do, the products he's developing, the market that he's looking to serve. I'm excited for this. I, you know, CBD is obviously you know, a big space right now. There's a lot of products in there. We're always looking for interesting kind of differentiation, interesting kind of stories. Uh, Matt has definitely one of those. So I'm excited to have this. With that, Matt, welcome to the program. Yeah. Hi, Bruce. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to do this. Yeah, likewise. So let's talk about background. I was like kind of starting with hearing people's stories, how they got into cannabis, how they got into the work that they're doing. And then we can kind of talk a little bit about what's going on in the markets and the products you're developing. But what's the backstory? How did you get involved in cannabis? Yeah, for sure. So my story is somewhat unique. Serenity Medical CBD really started back in 2012. My mom was diagnosed with leukemia back in 2012. Mm-hmm. And shortly after she was diagnosed, about three or four months later, she passed away. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, so things progressed fairly quickly. And 
I remember at the end of it too, when she did pass away, we were all I'm in the hospital room and I actually couldn't understand why she was so jaundiced. And for those who don't know, she turned kind of yellow when she passed away and things of that nature. So I actually asked the nurse, I was like, why is my mom jaundice? And they told me that is a common side effect for prescription pills. And my mom had always dealt with back injury, back pain, like a lot of people throughout the world do today. And she was taking Oxycontin for it. Mm-hmm. And to our understanding, you know, when someone is taking prescription pills and things of that nature, I guess you're never really checking in on them and trying to get an understanding of what's actually going on and how much they are taking. But I guess my mom was taking a little more than we thought. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening was when she had leukemia, leukemia is what killed her. But because of prescription pills, her liver failed in the fight. Yeah. So because of that, I kind of started looking for alternative medicine soon after that. That really made me, that really opened my eyes to what prescription pills can do. I started diving more and more into it. And, you know, shortly after when someone like your mother passes away, I started dealing with stress. I started dealing with anxiety and I was actually diagnosed with PTSD, so post-traumatic stress disorder. And I kind of went down my own road trying to figure that out and trying to get my life back on track. And then at the same time, anyone who's gone through that, you're also dealing with your family members too. And I'm one of those people in the family who I look at myself as a leader and you want to protect everyone else. And sometimes you kind of forget about yourself when you're doing that, you know. So what happened was I ended up going back to Central Michigan University. That's where I went to college. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you have depression and stress and things of that nature, I think the best thing you can do is talk about your problems and get out there and deal with them and not try and hide them. So I actually did. I went to a therapist and that was one of the first things that I did when I got back to school. And it was really good to talk to someone and get things out there. But one of the first things she tried doing with me was prescribe me prescription pills. Yeah. And I'm not saying like that prescription pills won't work for anyone. I understand Mm -hmm. they have benefits and things of that nature, you know. But for me, at that point in time, it just wasn't something that I was looking to do or an avenue that I was looking to go down. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, especially after my mom and everything like that. And it's one of those things that you see and you just can't unsee it exactly. So I was like, no, Mm -hmm. I'm going to figure this out. And so shortly after that, I started diving into just like, you know, the YouTube wormhole. And (laughs) (laughs) I started, you know. We've all uh, been there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And. My dad had owned a small medical marijuana company since 2008, and I'd always been interested in it, and I'd studied it, and then I actually Uh came across the Charlotte Figgy story, Uh which is that little girl who would suffer from seizures, and her parents actually moved her to Colorado so she could start using CBD, so they could help with her seizures and things of that nature. So I really found that story fascinating to see what a difference it could make and how a family had to go through such extreme measures just to get the medicine that they needed. To me, that was extremely eye-opening. So what I actually ended up doing, I was still having extreme stress, anxiety, PTSD, to the point where sometimes and I'm sure some people can relate, where I would actually have paper bags handy in my room where I would Mm -hmm. breathe in the paper bag, I would watch it blow up, and then I would suck it back out just so I'd know I was breathing right and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And your chest would just get so heavy. So it was just like I was just looking for any alternative, and I still wanted to be safe. I didn't want to go down some wormhole or get addicted to anything. Mm -hmm. So I did. I I actually ordered from 
Charlotte's Web CBD. I got that was the first company that I ordered from. Yeah. And I ordered some CBD oil. Yeah, what were you taking? You were this tincture or? Yes, I'm sorry. This was a tincture. The first yeah. thing I actually ordered was a 1500 milligram tincture. Yeah. And I still remember getting it when I was up at school. <laughs> I was in my apartment with all my roommates. I walked up and I took it for the first time. And I'm not kidding. Within five minutes, I was amazed at the feeling I had. And the way yeah. that I describe CBD to a lot of people is because Believe me, nowadays I get a lot of texts and phone calls and they're like, so what does CBD do? How am I going to feel? Like, am I going to feel Not stoned, sure. this, that? And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, and the way that I explain it is it's more what you don't feel than mm. what you do feel. Because the way that I say it is you have stress, anxiety, pain, whatever it may be. And you'll be sitting there for five, 10 minutes, and I'm not guaranteeing this promise for anyone, like everyone is individualized, but for me, it worked. And you're sitting there for five minutes, and all of a sudden, you're playing video games, you're watching TV, whatever you may be doing, homework, and you're like, wow, I don't feel anything. Yeah. It's a very crazy feeling, and you're almost shocked. So I dove further and further in, and I'm not saying CBD was all I did. I did other things to try and get my life back on track. and. Mm -hmm. I started doing CrossFit and that helped to kind of get a good schedule going in my life. It gives you a yeah, sense sure. of community. And also within the fitness community, a lot of other people were using CBD and open to it and open to alternative medicine. So it is somewhat of a community that is different and open to those sort of things. So I was with a different group of people and were open to CBD and it only kind of spiraled from there. And as I was doing CrossFit and getting back into school, you know, I was actually slowly getting my life back on track mm -hmm. because I was taking CBD, you know, for a while when you're in a depression, I wasn't going to class. My yeah, friends wanted to, Exactly. And it was tough to study. It was tough to keep my mind straight. My friends would want to go out and like you wouldn't want to go out and they wouldn't really understand. So it was, it was really tough. And I remember going back for winter break. And during winter break, a lot of people may remember this, but there was the Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor fight. <laughs> yep. No, I remember watching it. Yeah. Yep. yep. And for those who do know our company, we are in the UFC and we're trying to grow in the UFC. The UFC has been something I've really enjoyed and loved for a long time. Yep. But anyways, so after the fight, after the Conor and Nate fight, me and my dad are sitting there watching and I see Nate Diaz come out and he's smoking a pen. And my dad like looks at me, he's like, can you believe he's doing that? And I'm like, yeah, that is pretty crazy. Like at first I thought he was smoking weed too. I was like, man, he's going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> but then someone said something like, same thing as me. Like, are you smoking weed on stage? And he's like, no, no, this is CBD. And yeah. I like immediately I like point at my dad. I was like, see, I've been see, telling you about I told this. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been telling you about this. I've been telling you about this. This is crazy. And he said exactly what I've been saying. He's like, no, it helped really helps me to relax. Like I'm a high strung individual. I'm yeah. a UFC fighter. Helps with pain, inflammation. And you can think too, yes, UFC fighters gotta be some of the most high strung individuals oh my in gosh, the world. Yeah. So yeah, especially taking a beating like that and all that training, the weight cut, you know, you well, it's interesting. Something. We actually had Riley Cote on the show a while ago yeah but you know he was one of the nhl hockey player you know he was an enforcer and yeah yep. and he was saying yes i mean there's the physical side of it but it's the mental side of it it's just exactly. like the stress of you know having to go into each game knowing that you know you're the guy that's going to be you know in the fights and yeah you know he was using marijuana but it was you know self-medicating right yeah. you know didn't have access to you know the isolates and the stuff that we have now but it was interesting to really hear him talk about the mental side of this it wasn't just the physical side of it but it was that you know being that strong that 
mm-hmm. fight or flight or fight. <laughs> there wasn't yeah, much flighting no. going on, you know, all the time. It really just, it's taxing. It's 100%, really taxing. 100%. And then like another part that people probably don't think about too is like in the UFC or life as an enforcer, like I have some old OHL buddies. Oh yeah. Like I was a strength coach before this, but the pressure of an individualized sport too is you are that guy. Like you yeah. have to be that guy. And everyone, like in a way, people are depending on you and I'm sure there's a lot of pressure on yourself and you need ways to deal with that and you need natural, healthy ways to deal with that. So that's why the UFC makes a lot of sense for CBD and things of that nature. Yeah, These guys do have a lot of pressure and they're going out there and they're putting it all on the line every single night. So I really do have a ton of respect for what they do, you know? And after Nate did that, you didn't really realize, like sometimes you're watching things and you don't realize what kind of iconic moment it can be. Yeah, that impact. Yeah, exactly. And so like that's one of those moments that I always remember and I still look back at that. I'm like, that was that moment that it clicked for me. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And what was funny was at that time at Central Michigan University, I was going to be a physical education teacher and I was minoring in exercise science. Mm -hmm. So, and the funny thing was too, the day that I graduated from Central Michigan, I knew I wasn't going to be a teacher. (laughs) I knew it. You know, it was just one of those things. I was like, I'm going to get my degree. I'm going to get out of here and then I'm going to figure everything out. And I knew I wanted to work back into the CBD space, but at a point in time when you're graduating from Central Michigan and from the area that I'm from, I'm from Metro Detroit, a place called Livonia, Michigan. You know, it's a very blue collar town. My dad's a very hardworking individual. He's owned many companies his entire life. Like I said, he's had the medical marijuana company, a company called Midwest Barrier Free Lifts, which is a company for people with paralysis. It carries them like in and out of the bathtub, (laughs) the bed, the house, and then he even owned an aviary company where he had like birds, like canaries and things of that nature where he put in nursing <laughs> homes. So he's just like a hardcore entrepreneur, really hardworking it. guy, you know, so it's been in my family's blood my whole life. And for me, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out, okay, how can I start this CB company? I don't have a ton of money. You know, I've been working like since I was 16, working at Ikea and stuff like that, but I was never a big saver. I'd like, so mm-hmm. I just had to figure it out. But I always did have these weird talents where I know the NBA like the back of my hand and NFL like the back of my hand. And I've been an avid DraftKings player for a long time. (laughs) And I'm actually considered an NBA pro in DraftKings. And I won a couple tournaments, got lucky. And, you know, I'm a guy that believes in fate. I believe things happen for a reason. I believe you meet people for a reason. And it's up to you to take that opportunity. You're not going to get so many opportunities in your life and you got to take them when they're there. Yeah. So when that happened, I won a good amount of money on DraftKings and I was like, you know what? This is it. I'm not going to go on vacation. I'm not going to go do whatever with my friends. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to start this company and I'm going to try and set this up for the future. So I did. I got my money and I started investing and I went up to my dad and I was like, dad, I won this money. I don't want to spend it all, but I can if I have to. And I was like, mm-hmm. if you will just help me a little bit to get this going, we can do this. You know. Yeah. So my dad finally agreed. I love it. And I told him too, I was like, hey, when we're doing this though, like this is me. <laughs> I'm making this. You're the controlling principle. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> and I wasn't trying to be a jerk or anything, yeah. but I just felt like I had a vision. I knew exactly how I wanted this company to go. Mm-hmm. I knew that advertising was very limited for CBD because we can't advertise on Google, yeah. Amazon, you know, Facebook, Instagram. Like it is it's somewhat ridiculous. Yeah. 
but I knew the limitations from that, and I was a strength coach beforehand, so I had coached the Red Wings, the Detroit Lions. I'd coached people in the UFC before. Um, I worked for the top strength and conditioning company in the United States, which is a company called Exos, and mm-hmm. which some amazing people at that company. I learned so much from them. And you know, through these experiences too, you have bosses and you learn some things from blo- bosses and you learn some things not to do from bosses. <laughs> so, you know, I really do believe like, and I've always been like a sponge. I try and pick things up as I go, like what I have done different, what things I can use in the future. So yeah, so I took these tools that I had as a strength coach and stuff like that. And I was able to use some of these NHL players to test out our products when we started doing a trial phase. And some of these people became sponsors. Like some of my UFC guys became our sponsored athletes just because they knew who I was as a person. Yeah. And going forward, you know, so it was, I did, I felt like I had a lot of tools that I was going to be able to use going forward with the company. And my vision was very specific. I wanted to use these athletes to grow the brand because of the limitations due to advertising. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, kind of finding an alternative strategy for, you know, how to get the word out there, how to promote, how to market. Exactly. I'm curious, like, as you went from, hey, I've got this idea, I now have some money, I can get things started. Mm -hmm. What were the things you kind of knew you needed to do to kind of get the company going? And what were the things that you didn't know you needed to do that you had to learn later? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So one thing that I tell a lot of people is, like, do not be afraid to lean on like your surrounding cast, like your friends, your family, Uh you're not the only talented individual. And you need to be honest and you need to be upfront. Because when I was in school, like I said, I was going into physical education and exercise science. I didn't know graphic design. I didn't know web design, but I knew people who did. And you also, going back to being honest, you're going to know five different graphic designers. And they all might be your friends. So you're going to have to make that tough choice. Okay, Like this logo, this design is just better than the rest of them. And you have to go what's best. You can't go with your best friend all the time or Mm -hmm. whatever. You have to go what's going to be do best for this company. And when I was creating this company, one thing that I really researched and I looked on was a lot of the companies that have grown and the biggest ones that in the world today, they're iconic. And what I mean by that is they have an iconic logo, something that stands out when you see that symbol. You know exactly what that company is, you know what Mm -hmm. they do, and things of that nature. So I wanted to try and develop a logo and a brand that people could recognize. And lucky for me, my graphic designer, man, he hit it right on the head. Right when I saw that logo, I was like, dude, that is it. Like, that is it. And our Serenity S, like, if you look at our Serenity S, too... The S is broken, you know, there's a little empty space. And those yeah. empty space, he actually pointed out to me, he's like, yeah, I made those as CBD drops. And I was like, wow, I was Ooh. like, you are a genius. Yeah. He started laughing, but I was like, yeah, man. I was like, that's it, because it looks great on shirts, it looks great on hats. And what I tell yeah. people all the time, too, is like with my Instagram and the company Instagram, is like, I'm trying to burn this into your brain. I yeah. want you to see this Serenity S when you go to sleep at night, you know? I love so, it. <laughs> yeah, that was my main thing first. And then two, no joke, I would just sit there. I would watch Shark Tank with a pen and paper. and <laughs> Take notes. Yes, I swear to you. I swear to you. And I would just take notes on what they would do, what they would get in trouble for not knowing the percentages that they needed to know. So, I mean, the basic things when I started this company, though, were, okay, you need an iconic logo. You've got to get a website. I mean, that's pretty evident. So yep. I had a good web designer 
do that for me. And then you have to develop a line. Those are like my three key things were the logo website. And I have to have a line that matches and goes behind the logo. And it's just as strong as everything else. So the first thing that I did was I wanted to do it right. I wanted to use the best ingredients possible. I wanted to make the best products possible. So lucky for me, my dad's best friend was a pharmacist looking for working for Spartan Pharmaceuticals. And I hired him to come in and write up the recipes for us. Got it. So he came in, he wrote up nice. all the recipes for us. He basically gave me the inside scoop on where to buy everything as well. Mm-hmm. So in some ways too, like I just put myself in situations that normally I wouldn't have been comfortable in. And I was like, hey, I mean, if you don't do it, who is? So yeah. you get out there and you do it. And he actually came in, he came in for about two months showed me how to order everything, where to get it from, showed me how to make everything, how to like basically break down percentages. It's very similar to to cooking too. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just, you're basically making products though. And so he came in, he did all that for me. We finalized all the recipes. His name is with the company too. So we're backed by a pharmacist. And that also gave us options to get products where if you don't have a pharmacist on staff, you can't get those products like our transdermal lotion. So we have oh, a Pentravan yeah. lotion, which is topical and it'll get into your bloodstream. So it'll give you a total body effect, helping to create homeostasis and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was one thing too, that he came in and he really helped me with that. But I guess some things that I didn't know when yeah. creating this company. What came up as you went? Yeah. Like one thing, man, how strict the FDA can be. One thing that I had was I had a logo made and this was my mistake, you know, and that's one thing I say is like, I am the owner of the company. I'm the CEO. If there is a mistake, it's on me. I'm the final decision maker. I take responsibility for that. And that's how I believe a lot of people need to be. Yeah. We have a lotion. Okay. And you won't see it on our website and there's a reason for that now, but it's a CBD lotion and I made the label CBD pain relieving lotion. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't make health claims. So I was actually contacted about that lotion. They're like, hey, you got to take that lotion down. So I was like, okay, you know, that's not a problem. Lesson learned. And I kind of did. I did know that. And I guess I shouldn't have tried something like that. So now I just need to make it CBD lotion. But that was one thing, too, that it was very eye opening that I can't make these claims. You have to be somewhat vague and you say could potentially help with or may or, you know, just things of that nature. That was one thing too. And another thing that I found that I didn't know as well was at first when you're creating a company, you're doing something different. You are doing something somewhat out of the norm, I believe. Today we are led to believe that you should, and there's nothing wrong with this at all. I don't want anyone thinking there is or that I think that, but that we're supposed to get that nine to five job and we're supposed to go to work five days a week and we're supposed to listen to the man, you know, and I've just never really been that, that individual. And the people, a lot of people who I'm sure are listening to this and have grown up with me know that as well. So it was interesting in the beginning because the people that you're even close with, you do get a little resistance and you do get a little backlash. Yeah. Or you do get like, you know, you're in a group chat and someone's like, sorry, some of us have to work. You know, you, you get that, you get that shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but again, it's a new thing. And with anything new and things that understood, I've always yeah. believed that you're going to get some black backlash. You're going to get resistance. And if you're doing good things, then sometimes not everyone's going to jump on right away. 
You know, I am not even Next kidding time. you. I remember four months ago, I was like, I was telling people my plan. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to start trying to get on a podcast so I can start getting our story out there. People will hear from us more. And one kid was just like, well, who would want to have you on a podcast? You know, you know what I mean? Haters. You got haters oh, already. Oh, no, exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, if you have a vision and you see where you're going, not everyone's going to see that vision. You're going to be the one that has that. And if nothing can deter you from that, then I believe you're going to go in good places. So now as we have grown, the people who weren't necessarily with the company or the people who would somewhat give me jabs, I'm seeing those names pop up on the website. I'm seeing those <laughs> orders come in. I'm getting those DMs. So now, and I do understand that because in this world, I think a lot of people too, they just like to talk. They just like to say things and you don't exactly see them come into fruition. They just talk and they go. But with me, I've always wanted to be one of those people who holds true to their word. So if I say I'm going to do something, then I'm going to do it. I want people to trust that. So now as this company is picking up speed and we've actually, this company has been in existence about two years, but our retail space, online space has been open about eight months. So mm -hmm. people really have seen us gain speed and they're seeing UFC fighters posting about us and they're seeing people in the PGA post about us and LPGA post about us. So we really are gaining speed and we're picking up traction and we're getting our first retail space once again and our first retail store is going to be in Livonia, Michigan, my hometown, mm -hmm. which, you know, and I'm trying to help all the local companies. We keep everything local with our printing um, and marketing and stuff like that. So it is, it's been a very interesting experience That's and great. then not everyone is open to the idea of alternative medicine too. So you have to understand that. Yeah. Well, how has that played out for you? Because I mean, you're like on one hand, you're dealing with you're kind of coming out of the medical space. I mean, in, yeah. in terms of, you know, athletics and health and, mm -hmm. you know, very kind of science-based. And now you're kind of introducing, you know, this element that's a little bit, you know, is coming out of, you know, is less research or it hasn't been part of yeah. the core medical mainstream for a long time. How is that playing out for you? For sure. And I do think as we go, we're going to get more and more research coming out too, as like the FDA loosens and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And I am very understanding to it because this whole thing has started because of my mom and, yeah. you know, I wanted to spread my mom's message, her legacy, you know, just such a good, kind person. And that's really what I wanted to create this company for. Yeah. But I will say this. She was not a fan of mm. marijuana or CBD or anything like that. You know, it's yeah. one of those things I look back on and I wish she would have been more of a fan of it. And like same thing with my aunt. My aunt died of melanoma when I was mm. younger. And she was so skinny when she passed. Like, man, I wish you could have just gave her some weed or something yeah. you know, to make her want to eat, you know? Yeah. But Probably. it is. It's very different because, you know, my age, I'm 29 years old and from Metro Detroit, which is a pretty open area, I would say. Mm -hmm. Everyone my age is, is very into it. They're very receptive. Yeah. And then, too, you know, we do balms, we do lotions, lip balms, oils, capsules. We're pretty diverse in our product line, too. So, I mean, I'll tell you a story one time, too. Yeah. We were up north. We were at a, a camping trip, like a bunch of friends and the parents go and everything. And one of the moms came up to me and she was like, hey, I need to talk to you like in private. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like in my head, I already knew what it was going to be. And it was kind of comical. But I was like, all right, you know, I'll talk to her. So she's like, can we talk to the side? Like, And she's like whispering. 
And she's like, I want to talk to you about your products. And I was like, I'm, I knew that's what this yeah. was about. <laughs> Let me get my suitcase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's like, they are wonderful. But she's like, they're THC free, right? And I was like, yeah, everything is lab tested. You know, we get the CBD is tested and then it's mm-hmm. retested upon arrival. And then we test them with the product. So it's three yeah. times tested. And yeah. she's like, because she's a nurse. And she's like, I want to give them to your nurse, the nurse's station, but we're also scared of the THC and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, well, I got reports and everything like that. And she's like, yeah, okay, we'll put in an order, this and that, you know. And this has happened many times. And I'm sure she may have gotten scared because an order never, never came in. And I am one of those people. I have one of those memories where if you tell me something, I'm going to remember it, you know. <laughs> Again, if you say something like, who would want you on a podcast? Oh, I'll remember that, I promise Uh, you. Oh, boy. But yeah, and then later even that on that same trip, a gentleman came up to me too and was like, yeah, my wife has been using your product and she said it's been working amazing. Like she hasn't been able to move her neck in like two months and put your balm on and she's been moving it all around for like two weeks. And then I'm like, oh, wow, like that's awesome. That's so cool. And he's like, yeah. It's obviously placebo effect, but I mean, it's working. And I'm just like, man, you know? And I understand, you know, not everyone's so open to it and this and that. But like, this is also someone like I grew up with, you know? I like stayed the night at their house, like, and you just wish at times they'd be like, you know what? Like, good for you. You're starting a company, it's working, you know? Like, there doesn't always have to be that. But yeah. At the same time, though, for myself, as an owner, I need to be receptive of yeah. that. I need to be understanding that. Well, it's about them, not about you. you exactly. Know. It's always about the customer. And it's like, okay, if you think it's the placebo effect, then I need to do a better job educating. I need mm-hmm. to do a better job at showing how this isn't a placebo effect and how this is really helping people. So again, yeah, it does. You can take that stuff. You have to learn to take it as constructive criticism. Yeah. Because in the beginning, especially, and still... I definitely took things a little personal. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's right. I mean, I think the flip side of that is you care, right? You care about your product. You care about your customers. And <laughs> when they say things like that, it, that makes it hard. Exactly. And it's like, this is a very personal company with me. It's yeah. backed by my mom. It's backed by my dad, my aunt, things of that nature. It's a very family-oriented company. And, you know, I'm trying to, it's down to my mom's legacy and it's about my legacy and I want to leave something good for my nephew and I want him someday to be like, wow, like my uncle really did something. And, you know, that's why we're reaching out to like, we're partnered with the UFC, we're partnered with like the PGA Tour and we just developing, we're closing on a partnership with the Michigan MS Society, which of anything I would be proud of, like that would be, I'm so proud of that because we're able to tie with a health organization and all proceeds or percentage of the proceeds, I'm sorry, go yeah. back to the Michigan MS Society. So they're able to do more research. They're able to give more help and things of that nature. So yeah. that's one thing that like I'm extremely proud of. And I that's one thing that I wanted to do with this company as tie into bigger organizations and try and give back and give back to the people who actually need it, you know? Yeah. So that's someday great. or when my mom's looking down, you know, she's like, wow, you know, her name means something. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that is why it is a very personal thing with me. And like, That's like clear. that quote in the office, they're like, it's just business, Michael. It's not personal. And Michael <laughs> responds, he goes, business is always personal. And, <laughs> and, I love it. and I swear, that's exactly how I am. That's exactly yeah. how I am. You know, I got it. And talk to me about the future. I mean, where do you hope to be in a couple of years? What does success look like for you? So, you know, with me, 
I want to make the biggest company possible. I want to be able to give back and reach out to as many companies as possible. This month, we're moving out and we are getting our first retail location, like I was saying, mm-hmm. in Livonia, Michigan, which I'm very excited about to be established in the community that I grew up in. Yeah. Going forward, you know, I'm just hiring. We have six employees now, which has been me for the first six months, which is very exciting. I can't tell you how exciting mm-hmm. that is for me. Well, I'm sure other people to do things. Yeah, yeah. And one thing that we're I'm really trying to stress too is we want to be a content company as well. I want people to hear from the success stories. I want to hear them to hear from the athletes and things of that nature. So we are going to be doing a YouTube channel and stuff like that and trying to interview people and just like we're doing CBD education, we're doing CBD recipes, we're doing fitness. Like I said, I was a strength coach before. Mm-hmm. And I do want to spread this company, you know. It is just me, so it's a slower process. Yeah. But some of my employees are in Florida and my cousin who owns a PR and marketing company is in Dallas. So those are some places that I'm gonna look to expand to. Yeah. And I want to make the essentially the biggest company that I can. And I've already been in talks of hosting our own charity golf outing. I would That's great. One thing that I would love to do too in the future is I have plans of our recipes are finalized. We're just working on the logos, but we're coming out with a pet line. And I really yeah. hope to tie in with like the Michigan Humane Society or something along those lines where we can have events and maybe we can have adoption days at events or you know, we can do proceeds to animals as well. There's so many different avenues where we can truly give back and help people and it'll help us grow as a company and it'll help the community you know so that really is it i want to continue to expand i love being in the athletic field and i hope at at some point Mm -hmm. the nfl nba and mlb will be receptive to cbd sponsorships and things of that nature because right now you do have to be an individual athlete that's why it's strictly golf UFC and tennis, you see some tennis players. And I'm sure like running and cycling and stuff like that, but we just haven't gone down that avenue as of now. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and my vision has always been to be one of the biggest CBD companies out there. And I'm even so grateful for you to have me on a show like this where my my name can be mixed in with some of these great CEOs and people within the, the cannabis space. I think you're doing an amazing thing here. Well, thank you for being part of it. That's one of the fun things about doing the podcast and one of the fun things about the cannabis industry is that it is, it's such a growth industry. There's so many facets mm-hmm. and it's such a great community. You it know, really I think is. you're a great example of someone who's, yes, very ambitious from a business point of view, but also mm-hmm. very interested, concerned about making sure that, you know, we're doing good. Yeah. You know, globally and in our local communities with, you know, with the work that we're doing, just because, you know, cannabis has such, you know, unfortunately, such a long legacy of, not doing a great job or or being such a divisive issue or topic that I think, you know, we're all looking to remedy that, you know, create good equity, you know, programs to make sure that everyone has an opportunity here and that it's beneficial to every community. So for sure, if people want to know more about you, about Serenity, what's the best way to get the information? So the best way to get information about Serenity Medical CBD, our website is www.serenitymedicalcbd.com. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram is Serenity Medical CBD. Our YouTube is Serenity Medical CBD. Or if you are interested about anything about CBD, I'm always posting informational facts. If you have questions about the company, being an ambassador, anything along those lines, my name again is Matt Kowalis, K O W A L I S. And my Instagram is Konanis8, K O N A N I S 8. 
So yeah, we're a very receptive company. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear your CBD success stories or just stories on how we can potentially help. You know, mm-hmm. if you go to our website, we have blogs about why the company started. You hear my PTSD story and other things. We have educational facts on there too. So we really want to be that company you can reach out to and help you get back to being you. So uh, yeah. thank you again so much for having me. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure and I really appreciate your time today. Yes, sir. Appreciate you again. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeld. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets, and access other great content, visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.